We're starting a new series today called Inspired, and the title of my message for you is Tearing Down the Gates. Tearing Down the Gates. My prayer today is that we will be inspired to do just that. Here's what the Bible says in Matthew chapter number 16. It's the story of Jesus and his disciples. The Bible says, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Or, in other words, who do people say that I am? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, what do we need to take away with us from that story, from that passage? A, a couple of things. The, the first one is, is Peter's confession. That Jesus really is the Son of God. That He really is the Savior that God sent to this world to die on a cross, to pay for our sins, to raise Him from the dead three days later. That Jesus really is the Son of God. And then Jesus said, on that rock, the rock of Peter's confession, on the truth that I really am the Son of God, Jesus says, on that I will build my church and the gates of hell will come down. We, we need to take away from this story that Jesus really is the Son of God and that the gates of hell will not stand against it. The gates will come down. And the, the, the next question really for me is, okay, well, what does Jesus really mean when he says the gates of hell? What is he talking about? Well, this city, the Bible says, Caesarea Philippi, that they were near, that was a very wicked city. It was a pagan center of worship and idolatry. It was a very wicked place full of people who are far, far away from the God that loves them, that created them, that wants relationship with them, that wants to bring forgiveness and freedom into their lives. And Jesus is saying essentially those people are far away from God and they are on the other side of the gates of hell. In other words, Jesus is saying these people are separated from the God that loves them and what he wants is for the gates to be torn down so that they can come into relationship with the God who loves them so that Jesus can be their savior. And so Jesus is commissioning his disciples, his followers, and ultimately he's commissioning, he's calling me and and you to be a part of the mission of tearing down the gates in our world so that more people can be changed, so that more people can know the God that loves them and that cares about them and that wants to bring freedom and forgiveness into their life. And so the question for us today is this, what can we do to be a part of tearing down those gates? What can we do in our lives? What are the simple things? What are the everyday things that we can do to be a part of this incredible mission of seeing more lives changed and seeing the gates come down in more people's lives. The, I, I want to share with you three things today, three things that we can do, three ways we can tear down the gates. And number one, the first one is this, through daily devotions. The first way we can be a part of tearing down the gates in our world is through daily devotions. Now, devotions means that we have a time every day where we read from God's Word and we pray and we communicate with God. That's what it means to have a time of daily devotions. And so we hear that and we maybe you're thinking, you know, 
that sounds good. Like we want to tear down the gates and see more lives changed and we want to have a daily time with God. But how does having a daily time with God for me by myself at home, how does that help tear down the gates in somebody else's life? How does me being by myself in my house, reading my Bible and praying, how does that help somebody else? So I think it helps us in a couple of really important ways. One way I think that it helps us is that it helps us to focus. Having a daily time with God helps us to focus. Here's what the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. It says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind on things above. That's, that's, that's a good thing. That sounds like a good goal. It's just not very easy to do. Set your mind on godly things. Have your thoughts on righteous things and the things of the Lord. And, I mean, that's, that's great, but that's, that's difficult to do. I mean, we come to church and we hear messages and like today we're challenged to tear down the gates. We're challenged to invite people to church, reach out to people with the love of God. And we go, man, that's, that's awesome. Invite people to church. We're going, that's a good thing. I'm going to do that. And that's, it's in our mind. And then we leave church and we get in the car. We're on our way home, and for some strange reason, one of your kids kicks another one of your kids in the head or something. And then, you know, it's just all of a sudden, there's just a war zone, you know, in the back seat. And now your kids are screaming, he touched me, he bit me, he licked me, he scraped me, he scratched me, he... You know, or one of my favorites, she looked at me, you know, like... And now you've been injured by that somehow, you're offended or whatever, you know. And so you're driving down the road, you're not even looking at the road. Now you're screaming in the back seat, making up ridiculous rules for your family. Like, no one is ever allowed to touch anybody again in this family, you know. And, and you're yelling, so, you know, then Monday comes and your boss goes crazy and he moves up a deadline and now you're stressed out or somebody quits and now your workload is doubled. And then Tuesday comes and you're at the doctor and you're not feeling well. And Wednesday comes and your wife is stressed out and there's an argument. And then she makes her own no touching rule that night. Uh, and then <laughs> now you're really depressed. And, and then, then Thursday comes and you're working all day and you got to get this kid to this thing and this practice for, for, for this person and you get to get home and you got to make dinner for everybody and you got to clean up and you got all these things and by the end of the day you don't even like country music but you're singing Jesus take the wheel at the top of your lungs. And Friday comes and there's all kinds of bills to pay and it's stacking up and you're stressing out and Saturday hits and you got to do all the things you didn't have time to do for the rest of the week and you come back to church on Sunday and you're challenged to invite people to church and you go, that's a great idea, I'm going to do that. And then you get back in the car. And your kids go crazy. And it just seems like life sometimes can be this never-ending cycle of madness and just chaos. And it can be. Life can be chaotic. And the truth is that, that, that God's, one of His promises isn't that we'll never have tough times and that we'll never have hectic schedules and that we'll never have crazy lives. But what God wants to do is this, I believe. He wants us to help us keep our minds on those things in spite of our crazy schedules. He wants us to, to, to help us to, to keep our minds on the things above, on, on reaching out to people, on tearing down the gates, on inviting people to church in spite of our crazy schedules. And we do that by having a consistent time with God every day. Time in His Word, time in prayer. Here, let me illustrate it this way from Mark chapter 10. This is a story of Jesus' life. The Bible says in Mark 10, starts in verse 46, it says, And they came to Jericho, that's Jesus and his disciples. And they came to Jericho, and as Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi or teacher, let me recover my sight. 
And Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. This is a story of an incredible miracle of a moment where somebody came into contact with Jesus and their life was changed. But there's something missing in this story. If you notice it in the beginning, it says, and they came to Jericho. And then the very next thing it says is, and as they were leaving Jericho, what's missing from the story? is what they were doing in Jericho. They came there for a reason. They came there to do something, and the Bible doesn't tell us what it is. But this is really important for us to see. They came to Jericho for one reason. They did whatever that was, and then on their way out, God put somebody across their path who needed a miracle. They didn't come to Jericho for blind Bartimaeus. They didn't come there so that they came for something else. And God, in the midst of their schedule, God said, you have something planned and that's fine. But across your path, I'm going to bring somebody who needs a miracle. And that's what God wants to do in each and every one of our lives. It's just while we're out and about through our day, God wants to bring people across our paths who need a miracle. But we've got to be aware of that. It has to be on our radar or our crazy schedules and our crazy lives sometimes will drowned that out of our mind and our heart and we forget it's just not on our radar how do you keep that on your radar it's by spending time with god every day in his word and in prayer it was just this past week i was traveling back home and so i was headed to the airport and i had to catch a cab it was very early in the morning up about 5 30 uh, i'm not a morning person anybody with me you're not a morning person and you don't like people who are <laughs> You know, some of you, you're a morning person, you wake up, you're like a cheerleader, you know, you're like, I'm New Day, sparkle fingers, you know, and it's just, it's just, you know, I just, I'm a process person, I wake up, I'm not really that awake, I don't really want to talk to people, I need caffeine, you know what I mean, anybody else, yeah, and so, and I, I'm, it's early in the morning, and I had to catch a cab, and, uh, you know, I'm just kind of barely waking up, and I end up in a conversation with Brendan, the, the taxi driver, and Turns out I start telling him this is what I do and he starts sharing about his life with me and long story short we get to the airport and he's taking my bags out of the car and I'm about to leave and he asks me to pray with him. I was just trying to get to the airport. But God brought somebody across my path who needed a miracle. And he wants to do the same thing in each and every one of our lives. Because we are all called to be a part of the mission to tear down the gates in our community to see more changed lives. But to do that, we've got to have a daily time with God. Why? Because it helps us stay focused. Another thing that it does that's so powerful is that it helps us stay hopeful. It helps us stay hopeful. Because many of us have people in our lives... And when we look at them and we look at their situation and we look at their history, sometimes it's easy to give up because you just think they're never going to change. When I think about that, I go in my mind to a story in Mark chapter 5, and we don't have time to read the whole story, but it's, it's about a man who's very far from God, who's bound by darkness. He's actually demon-possessed. And, and, and in the midst of this crazy life and this dark life of his, he's hurting himself. The Bible says he's cutting his own body with sharp stones and bruising himself. He's hurting himself and nobody could help him. People tried to stop him. People tried to save him and nobody could, the Bible says. And then one day he meets Jesus. And in this moment with Jesus, he is delivered by the power of God. Jesus does for him what nobody else could do. And when I think about that there are people, and I think maybe they're, they're never going to change. They're, they're, just, they're always going to be in this downward spiral that they're in. They're always going to be making the same kind of decisions. When I think about giving up on somebody, I think about this man. And I know that if God can change him, God can change anybody. Just a couple of weeks ago, I met a man named Jason who has an amazing story. For 20 years, 
He struggled with drug addiction. He sold all of his property. He was quite wealthy, actually. He sold his multiple homes and spent all of the money over the next several years on drugs, sometimes as much as $2,000 a day on his drug habit. He went in from one clinic to a next, one recovery center, one detox center, into a hospital, into a program, into all of these kinds of things. And he could never break the addiction. He could never get free. And then one day somebody introduced him to Jesus Christ. And he got to tell me the story of how for the last couple of years he has been drug free. Because Jesus did in his life what he never could have done on his own and what nobody else could do for him. And when I think about giving up on somebody, I think about Mark 5 and the man that Jesus changed. I think about Jason and a drug addiction like that that nobody could fix. And I think about the fact that Jesus can do miracles. And I want you to know today you might be here and you think your situation is impossible. You're feeling like there's no way these things can change. I want you to know that God is still in the miracle working business. That he really can do for you the impossible. That how he's changed me, how he saved me, he can do the same things in your life. How he's changed so many others' lives. The man in Mark chapter 5, Jason and his drug addiction, he can change you. He can do miracles in your life as well. And we look at this story, and sometimes stories like this, like the demon-possessed man and, and Jason and his drug addiction, it just seems very neat and tidy. They had this problem, they had this addiction, they met Jesus, that was it, it was fixed. And I want you to know that there was a, a, the moment of that miracle, that Jesus did something powerful, but I want you to know that there's a process of, as well. Because when this man in Mark chapter 5 left this moment with Jesus, he still had open wounds that needed to heal. He still had scars that he carried with him. And maybe you're here today and you, you, you've started out in a relationship with God and you started out strong and now you're, you, you're struggling and, and, and you're struggling to continue to change and work through some things in your life. And maybe you're back to that place where you're feeling like it's, it, it's impossible. I, I want you to hear today that God can change anyone. Don't give up on anybody because God can reach anybody. And I also want you to hear this. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. The Bible says this in Philippians 1, 6. It says, and I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I want you to know that what God is faithful to begin in our lives, he is faithful to finish. Somebody say amen. He is faithful. Don't give up on yourself. You're struggling. Don't give up on yourself. Stay with God. Spend time with him. Pray every day. Get into his word. I'm telling you, he can help you. He can bring down the gates in anybody's life. And he wants us to be a part of it. How do we do that? What are the practical things? One very practical thing, spend time with him every day. Get in his word. Spend time in prayer. The second thing is this. The second thing we can do to help tear down the gates in our community and see more people's lives changed is this. It's by sharing God's love. Number two, sharing God's love. Yesterday was the day of hope. What an incredible day. You've heard it already, but 6,000 people, 6,000 people's lives were touched with tangible symbols of the love of God. In other words, with things they could touch, a box of groceries, a haircut, a dental exam, a medical checkup, 
free oil changes for single moms, and free school supplies for kids. 6,000 people's lives received a symbol of the love of God that they could touch and they could hold. We ministered to so many people the day of hope. We shared the love of God in simple ways, but I want us to understand how powerful those simple things are. Those simple things really play a huge role in tearing down the gates in people's lives. There was a lady I had the privilege to meet named Janice yesterday. She has three kids, single mom, faces a lot of difficulty and hardships. And just she was so thankful just over and over and over and over again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We impacted her life her kids' lives. It, it, it was an amazing day. And here's what the Bible says about expressing the love of God. Here's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25. It starts in verse 34. This is a picture of, 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 of the final judgment when Jesus is on his throne. And the Bible says, Then the king, who is Jesus, will say to those on his right, in other words, to the righteous, to those who have relationship with him, Come you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king, Jesus, will answer them. Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brother, you did it to me. What Jesus is saying is if you, as Christians, we love Jesus more than anything. He's our Savior. He's our Lord. He's he's accomplished all of these things. He saved us by his grace. He's given us what we don't deserve. If we saw him in need, we would do anything to help him. He's done everything for us. And what Jesus is saying is, I want you to look out at the people who haven't done anything for you and love them as though they were me. Do for them what you would do for me in that situation. Jesus says, as you love people in these simple ways, it's like you did those things for me. The blessings of God are all over our lives when we serve other people in these simple ways. And sometimes we just think, man, it's just the little things, it's just a small thing, it's not really that big of a deal, and it's not true, it's a huge deal. And here's what I want us to see, this is so powerful, as Christians, we have the opportunity to turn any day into the day of hope for somebody in our lives. We don't have to wait till next year, we're going to do it again and it'll be amazing. But we can turn any day into the day of hope for somebody's life. We can go to one of our neighbors and just... Cut their yard for them. Just serve them in some way. Something small. But just to let them know, hey man, we care. We're here to help you. You know, we can, during bad weather, we can get an elderly person some groceries and bring them to them because they're not able to get out. I mean, there's simple things. You can call up the church office and arrange to go with one of our pastors to the hospital and pray for the sick. I mean, you can minister to people. You can do simple things, but they mean so much. Jesus is saying these simple things are what tear down the gates as you share the love of God. And I want you to know that God will bless you as you serve and as you sacrifice to show the love of God to somebody else so that they can have the opportunity to know the God that loves them. Here's what the Bible says about his blessings. Luke 6:38 It says given it will be given to you good measure pressed down shaken together running over 
will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Without your generosity, without the giving of the People's Church family, the Day of Hope wouldn't happen. It was your giving that makes those kinds of things possible. And I want you to know when you honor God with your finances, He'll bless you. When you return the tithe, 10% of your income, and trust God with your finances, He'll bless you. He'll provide for you faithfully. As you give above the tithe and offering, God will bless you. He'll take care of you. He'll provide. As you give of your finances, of your money, to make somebody else's life better, to reach out to somebody else with the love of God, God will bless you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. He will pour blessing out on your life. And God's blessings are more than just money. It's more than finances. He will provide faithfully for us, but it's more than that. On a day like yesterday, when we're showing people that they're loved, There's a lot of people who came yesterday who have been abandoned by people who should have loved them, who have been hurt and broken and beaten down by relationships and past uh, uh, difficulties and situations. And they came there and there are people who feel like nobody notices them, nobody cares about them. And then there are the people of God saying, we care about you. Here's the groceries. Here's the haircut. What can we do for you? How can we serve you? It's those simple little things that as we do that, as we show people that they have value, as we show people in simple ways that they matter, God pours black th- those blessings in our lives. I know for me, one of my, my deepest needs, really deep down inside, one of the things I want more than anything is simply to know that I matter. And simply to know that my life has value, that my life has purpose. And when I value other people, God brings that back into me. Days like yesterday are exhausting. I mean, it's not 60 degrees outside, right? Like, we would all love for it to be 60 degrees outside, right? But it's 112. It's exhausting. You go home and you're just, you're spent. You're just worn out. But through the midst of that physical tiredness, you feel the real joy of God in your heart. You know that your life has purpose and value because you've poured into all of these other people. It's amazing. But that's how God blesses His people. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over, He will pour blessings into your life as you share the love of God in whatever practical way you can to help tear down the gates in more people so that we can see more changed lives. What can we do? How can we be a part of the mission Jesus is giving us? Spend time with God every day in devotions, prayer, and Bible reading. We can share the love of God in practical, simple, but extremely powerful ways. The third thing that I want to share with you is this. The third way is that we can serve in a ministry. Number three, serving in a ministry. Here at People's Church, we have an amazing opportunity. Traveled quite a bit in ministry, been to a lot of different churches, and unfortunately not every church has this opportunity. But here at People's Church, we have coming through our doors every single week people who are hurting, people who are broken, people who are in need. Here at People's Church, when you serve in a ministry, you have the opportunity to tear down the gates in the lives of the people who are coming to us. We don't always have to go out of the doors of the church to reach people and meet needs. Because we have people coming to us who need help, who need prayer, who need support, who need the Lord, who need 
a miracle. And as you serve in a ministry here at People's Church, you have the opportunity to be a part of tearing down the gates. And it can be simple things. We've learned, we've heard from Jesus. You can love people with the love of God with a bag of groceries and a haircut. But you can love people with a warm handshake and a smile. You can share the love of God in that way. It seems simple, but I want you to know it's powerful. You can serve in the First Impressions team here at People's Church. You you can be one of the greeters at the door and and greet people with that smile. Some of you have a beautiful smile. The problem is not enough people see it. So why don't you just turn to your neighbor right now and give them the goofiest, toothiest, strangest grin you can. I know it'll be awkward. Just own it. Just own the awkwardness right now and just smile. Just smile at people. Use the, the, God can use that smile. There's so many stories of people who have come to this place, people who have come to People's Church, and one of the reasons they came back was because of how friendly the people were, because of how welcome they felt. I want you to know today, you are welcome in this place. If you're a visitor here, you are welcome here at People's Church. And listen, we want people to roll up in the parking lot here and go, why are these people so happy? We want people to come through the front door and go, why are these people so happy? During the greeting time, after the prayer, and before you're seated, we want people to go, why is everybody so happy? Because we really have the joy of God in our lives. Because we needed a Savior and we received a Savior in Jesus Christ. He has changed us. He has saved us. And we want the world to know that the way that He brought down the gates of hell in our lives can be done in anyone's life. There are so many of us who needed a miracle and received one from Jesus. And it's not just first impressions. You can serve in the parking lot or at the front door, but it could be running a camera. It could be being a part of making the online campus happen at People's Church. You can serve with our students in in Epic and minister to our teenagers. You can be part of PC Kids and pour into the lives of our children and be a part of bringing down the gates in people's lives. And in PC Kids, you have the opportunity to really, in a lot of ways, keep those gates from ever being built up. Because here's what the Bible says about when we minister to children. Proverbs 22.6 says, direct your children onto the right path and when they are older, they will not leave it. We have an incredible opportunity here. And so I want to challenge you in a seat back pocket near you is this blue ministry card. And I would ask you to consider being involved in a ministry here at People's Church and beginning to serve. If you would, grab this card, fill it out completely. On the back, there's a number of different ministries where you can check how you would want to serve. If you choose more than one thing on the back, that's fine. But on the front, just let us know which option you would like most, which preference you have of of your first choice and your second choice of where you would serve. And, And when the experience is over, you can drop this in a bucket at the door with one of the ushers or take it to one of the welcome centers in the lobby on your way out. But we have an amazing opportunity here at People's Church to see more lives changed, to see more people set free. You can be a part of that as you serve, as you minister, as you give of yourself so that someone else can have the opportunity to be changed. Because everyone is welcome here at this place. Maybe you're here today and you're not really sure about the Bible and not really sure about this whole God thing and not really decided on what to do with Jesus and having relationship with Him. And Maybe you're sitting here today and you're going, man, I don't know if I really belong here. I don't know if I could really fit in here. And I want you to know that here at People's Church, we welcome you to belong before you believe. 
You are welcome to be here. You are welcome to be with us. You are welcome to be a part of this church. You are welcome to belong before you believe. You are welcome in this place here today. I, I want you to understand we all need a Savior. We all need God at work in our lives. We have all been on the other side of those gates. And know what it's like to be away from God. Know what it's like to have need of that change and that miracle in your life. And some people feel like to have a relationship with God or to come with church, they have to clean up their own life. I've heard people say it before, you know, I'll really start coming to church and I'll do all of that after I stop doing this and I quit being involved in this and after I, I clean up my life. And I want you to know you can come to God just as you are. The Bible says this in Romans Chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. He sent Jesus to die when we were still sinners. We weren't cleaned up. We weren't ready. We didn't deserve it. But that's the message of Jesus. It's that nobody deserves the love that He gives. Nobody deserves the forgiveness. I didn't deserve to have Jesus change my life. I didn't deserve to have Jesus do a miracle in me. Neither did anybody else in this room who's experienced the life-changing power of God. I want you to know that if you're here today, that God can do the same miracle in you that He's done in me, that He's done in hundreds of other people here today. If you're watching online, I want you to know that God can reach into your life and do a miracle. That He can forgive you, He can save you, He can change you, He can. Today, the gates can come down in your life. And you can start a new one. The past can be gone and you can start a new life in relationship with God. Today can be your day of hope. And people's church, let's be a part of the mission that Jesus gave us. Let's be a part of bringing down the gates and seeing more changed lives. How can we do it? Through daily devotions. Spend time with God every day. And keep your mind on things above. And don't give up hope. God can reach anybody. Share God's love, simple, practical ways, reach out to others, and get involved. Serve in a ministry here at People's Church, and let's see more changed lives as the gates come down. Would you pray with me?